Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Oh, here we go. It's the Combine Podcast. Oh, well, I feel like a fucking balloon. I feel fucking deflated. Um, Welcome back, everybody. Uh, to the post-match show, I'm Jay, Mick, Tim and Matt um, uh, Yeah, I'm sorry that we have to be here as well And I'm sorry that you have to talk to us um, But yeah, let's try and get through this one together as a collective Where Liverpool have been beaten by Chelsea 1-0 at Anfield And we have now gone five games in a row beating at Anfield Which is just fucking depressing Everything about this is depressing But let's try and talk a bit and then uh, maybe after it might be put in the WhatsApp group boys that, you know what, I feel better after that, you know, we're only, you know, there's still what, 20 odd points to play for, 30 odd points to play for, I don't know, maths is shit and we're only seven points behind seconds, so it can't be that bad, can it, Michael? But it was, it was fucking shit, weren't it? <laughs> it really was, I don't want to get into specifics at the moment, but Gav's just fucking summed it there, up there, boring, like it was just, there was no, there was no cutting edge and then, Substitutions were just we were talking about it in the WhatsApp group. We're just a bit baffling. Uh, yeah, well, if, if... Right now, mate, honestly, I know this is a fucking stupid question, but before we go into the game, just like your thoughts now, are you thinking, right, that's it now? Top four's gone, we need to finish outside European places. But what are you thinking now? I'm not, I'm, I'll never. The thing is, I'll never with Klopp in charge, I'll never give up in terms of like any goals that we've got. Like, we're so what are we? We're now four points off top four, but there's people, there's teams around us with games in hand, the likes of West Ham and Spurs and that other fucking shower of shit got games in hand. So I'll never give up, but the fact that they've got those game in hands, if they win those, it looks like a quite daunting prospect at the moment. So uh, it's just it's just shit because, like we said on the on the pregame, it's like we're quite up for this, and it, um, I, I was just willing, like, I was just praying that they would be like in an alter, alternate universe that there was fans in the fucking stadium tonight, especially to give Ian St. John the send-off and to fucking, like, Alison's back, he's just lost his fucking, his dad. Like, stuff like that would give us an extra fucking 20% tonight and it just weren't there. And it's you can understand why, because there's no fans, but we just, like, fucking Bellaldino, as you said, they're a good name, like, to be fair. Um, 
I wouldn't say top four's gone. I don't agree with that, but players do look a bit drained. And, and I mean, I think the subs kind of mirror that. I think Klopp taking off Salah, for me, is baffling because the likes of Mane or Bobby should, Bobby should come off before Salah in in the in the recent on recent form anyway. So it's just yeah, very disappointing. But fucking hell, I don't know what else we can do. We just we just weren't at it tonight. <laughs> fucking Gab's comment there. <laughs> 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 oh, Gab's winning for comment of the night so far. If anybody can talk that, brilliant. Uh, well, sticking on the, the the top four situation, Matthew. Um, right now, as you're sitting here at you know 16 minutes past 10, 17 minutes now, it's just changed. Um, is top four gone? Yes or no? Justify your answer. No, we're only three points off fourth, and I expect Everton, West Ham, Chelsea, and everyone else to drop some points. Um, it's gone if we don't win, <laughs> and pretty quickly we just start winning again. Uh, but right now, no, it's not gone. Yeah, no, okay, mate, fair enough. Uh, Tim, let's come to you. Same question. How are you feeling right now? Top four, is it gone? Are you too emotional to answer the question? But is it gone in your opinion or not? I wouldn't say so. I think there's, there's still, like you said, I think it's 33 points to play for. And with, with a three-point difference between us and any, every, everyone else with a game in hand, although, yes, it is very tight, kind of second through ninth, there's about seven points in it. Um yeah, I, I I wouldn't put it past us to get back into the top four. I think we just ran into Chelsea at the wrong time today, and that kind of showed in in our performance. And it kind of showed in their performance. They completely outplayed us. They came with it with a game plan and and kind of played it perfectly. They defended when they had to. They they looked absolutely incredible on the counter attack. Werner looked. I mean, if if he finished, he would he would have been world class this evening. His runs in behind were causing us problems every time Chelsea picked up the ball, picked up a loose ball in the midfield. It was just a recipe for disaster tonight, and it it, it just kind of feels like that we need we need to start putting so much so much hope into this team. We need to kind of remember that this this team this team is a hollowed out shell of itself, and it's it's we're not going to be able to to scrap out big games like that like we have been able to for as long as we can remember at this point on the club. So, yeah, I, I think that, um, I just think that it was, it all went wrong at the wrong time this evening. Yeah. No, Mick, um, I just want to touch on what Matt said pre-game about the high line and the risk of the pace at the back. We got caught out quite a few times, didn't we? And um, Chelsea's manager really did do his own work and he, he saw that as a weakness and he, he, he did exploit it. Obviously, we can, we'll talk about, I'll talk a little bit about the the goal in the first half. When, for me personally, I think the goal should have stood at the end of the day. I think I thought it's just another bullshit VAR decision. But it's not really VAR; it's the rule at the end of the day that needs to change. So I felt I did feel a little bit for Chelsea, but then I thought, well, we're fucking old, one, aren't we? At the end of the day, but then the, the first half finishes with with us one 0 down anyway. So I thought it was justified in that way. But again, I didn't. Fit the, the point I'm trying to make is. The Liverpool of last season, the season before, and the season before that. If if we go one 0 down, I'm still confident we're going to win. But that going in one 0 down at half time, thinking, well, I, I don't, I didn't expect to get anything from it then. No, and and the team of Werner goal really. If that was us on the other end with I don't know one of our front three free on goal, we'd be fucking absolutely furious right now, wouldn't we? Let's be let's be honest. It was yeah. similar to the yeah. man against Goodison. It yeah. was for me. It was that close, and it should that like that should be given as much as we were fucking lucky, and, and the, albeit they scored anyway, it should have been given. But um, 
yeah, it was a let off, and it was, and we should have then used that as as a motivation to try and score even quicker. But like you said, it was just once they got that first goal, <clears throat> we all, I think, we all as a collective lost um, any hope of getting back into that game. I think that's we're so used to going. If we go behind, we, we we think right, we'll get back into this, boys. Don't worry, we'll get there somehow. We'll get a goal. We'll scrap one. We'll make a scrappy goal, and then we'll be back in it, and then we'll score another and win it. Like towards the end, that's just not the case at the moment because we haven't got that back line with the pace that we need to make the system work. And I think that's we're so reliant on the system, and that's kind of it is kind of Klopp's fault because we're so reliant on those players, so structured in that system that if. It, they're not there, then we kind of miss them quite a bit. But um, yeah, it's it is just frustrating. We just we just there was no cutting edge tonight. It was just <clears throat> it was just too it was too placid. It was t- too many touches in midfield, and yeah, certain players not on top form, lacking a bit of confidence. And it was just yeah, that and they were fucking electric on the counter attack. They could have scored. They were, three, mate. They so fucking were. We were, they were. Yeah, one nil was a. Yeah, I mean one one would have done me, but fucking hell, they were they were really good tonight in terms of like getting forward and getting in behind us every time. They were. Before we move on, I just want to check out some of the comments from the lads that have joined us tonight. So uh, Brian Connolly again, good evening, mate. Uh, uh, first issue the substitutions. We will come on to the subs, mate, because they were baffling. Uh, Gav uh, says he honestly don't think we will get the top four. Uh, I'll have a word with him, boys. Don't worry, we'll sort him out. Uh, David Rowland has come back and said there's still no plan B. Absolutely right, mate. There, there, there hasn't really been a plan B, and we will talk about that with the substitutes in a second. Uh, Jake's back as well, mate. Nice to see you, pal. Uh, we look like a team that's been found out. Again, it's a very, very good point because we're just the, the amount of defeats we're taking him, it just doesn't doesn't uh, doesn't sit right with us at all, or the, the amount of L's, as, as the, the kids say these days. Um, Dan's back as well, mate. Mind blown by the subs, man. He's been awful most of the season. Should have put us one 0 up from that incredible Salah pass. Never really controlled the midfield or the game. Yeah, can't I can't disagree with that, mate. But then Dan has come back with seven out of eight wins from the last eleven games. Should be good to get top four. That's doable. See, Dan, fucking positivity. I love it. We're only less than nine minutes in. And we've got some positivity out of that. Thank you, Dan, for that. I appreciate that, mate. Uh, who else has joined us? Oh, Rafa's pals back as well. If anyone scores before us, we're done. Yeah, so it's exactly what you just said, Mick. It, 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 it's absolutely spot on. Um, Diane's coming back in. Uh, the situation we're in is unacceptable. Nobody fears anyone. That's a really, really good point. Let's just stay on that for one second. Uh, Matt, I'll come to you on that one. It does feel like people are uh, probably more excited to play Liverpool at the minute rather than be shit scared, uh, Matthew, doesn't it? No, we can't score a goal. And then we have a, <laughs> a weak defence, so why wouldn't you want to play against Liverpool at this moment? Yeah, uh, can't win Anfield either. So coming to <laughs> coming to Anfield seems to benefit other teams as well. So um, yeah, we're not a scary prospect. I mean, Liverpool fans are now questioning whether we're even going to get a point when we go when we line up for a match. So if the, if we ourselves are doubting it, then other teams have to be well up for playing Liverpool at the moment. Yeah, no, and it's it's and echoes what Rafa's pals saying as well. The squad's not strong enough. We may have a strong fourteen or fifteen, but that's it, and that is been really proved this season with, the, with 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 substitutions and and the squad and the way we've had to sort of plug holes put square pegs in round holes if you like if that's the way you want to want to say it um so let's just have a look at what these uh these couple of comments that are coming in now uh Klopp has lost his mind why did he t- take out the best player on the pitch so let's just talk about the substitutions Tim um I'll come to you on this one pal <sighs> 
we do, we all knew that uh, Diogo Jota was going to make um, an appearance at some point. Obviously, we did achieve it would have been on the hour mark, regardless of whether we were winning, drawing or losing. But when that board went up and then Mo Salah's number came up, it's like, it was baffling, wasn't it? I mean, I just couldn't understand it. Maybe we could sort of understand the Jones side of things. Um, if he was bringing on Naby Keita, obviously he brought on the Ox, which again was a little bit like, I just, I didn't get. But let's just focus on the Salah thing, Tim. Can you make any fucking sense of it? I don't actually think I can. Um, he is the one guy when, or at least this season, when he is on the pitch, he still gives you that feeling that we could score because he could produce yeah. something, anything. You know, he he has a tendency to have balls dropped to him in the area, and he's when they do, he's he's fairly clinical, and he is the one guy you could have faith in the season that he that would genuinely put a chance away. So to see him go off um, that early in a game, because if you've got 10 minutes left and you're just trying to make a change up and just throw something different at Chelsea, then fair enough. But with, what was it, about half an hour left? Yeah. To see to see him go off and you're thinking, well, that's... I understand that obviously Hota coming on is, is a goal threat in itself, but why would you take the only other guy who's looked creative or threatening off the pitch? Mo Salah's consistently been our best player this year. Bobby Firmino's been in and out of form. He looked fairly quiet this evening. He did his usual job dropping into the midfield and connecting play. And then Mane has a habit of the moment of trying to force absolutely everything. He holds onto the ball far too long instead of actually letting the play flow through him and actually kind of playing off of other players. He seems to be wanting to go it alone and and, and he seems a little bit more selfish than usual recently and I, I know he's probably just trying to play himself into form and bag a goal and, and get his confidence up but that's not the way to do it and if there was anyone I would have pulled off for Hotter it would have been him he was mm. completely shut down by by Reese James he had one chance that he completely fluffed um, and listen I'm a massive fan of Sadio Mane I, 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 I think he's been one of our best players for years now if I mean he's the best left warrior in the world but on current form, it's it's not an excuse to be able to pull off the Premier League's top scorer over him. So I, yeah. I'm I'm still completely baffled, and I can't wrap my head around it. Yeah, uh, Mick, your thoughts on the on the substitutions? I mean, Tim has just summed it up perfectly, hasn't it? We, we we can't find an answer for it, but does it scream a preempted sub in terms? Of it was like it was agreed before the game kicked off that that was the change that he was going to make, and regardless of what's going to happen. It, it it sort of screamed that for me. It's like, oh, I'm sticking to my guns. That's what I've agreed. That's what's going to happen. But I don't know. What do you think? I just think Salah always looks so surprised when he comes off, doesn't he? So I don't know. I don't know about that one. But yeah, like Tim said, you can't bring off you bet your your top goal scorer. You can do something in the blink of an eye. You can't bring off someone like that in a game like this where like half chances need to be taken and. If we get if we didn't get many, we had one shot on target, which was a wine on the medal, I think. But if in the, want, in the 84th minute, yeah. But if you want a chance to fall to someone, it's it is Salah or Mane. So bringing off any of those two is just is mental for me. And I think it comes back to Klopp being so structured in his the, the way he sets up a team that it kind of like a subs, just like an afterthought. It's like I'm, this is my eleven, my best eleven. This best eleven will win. But if I need to bring someone on to kind of not change the game dynamically, it'll it, they'll do. 
and I mean that, that's what we're having to rely on now. And he's, I don't think he's a, as adept at that as he is at like setting a, an eleven up. I think he he's not got quite into the rhythm of of, of bringing people off the bench. I mean, like we all wanted to see Naby Keita tonight. We all wanted to see him, of course we did. Like, and then we see Milner get coming on. And to be fair, like Milner's been good when he's when he's when he started games, like the the West Ham game. I think he was great in, and a couple of games before that, before he got the, that injury, he was he was fucking amazing. To be honest, yeah. But it's. <sighs> It, it is a bit baffling when you like Bobby's great and whatever, but I don't think he was he was firing. And you just want to go, you want to see full throttle footy. That's what you want to see at, at home. When you're losing one 0 you want to fucking just go for the jugular. And it didn't. When it doesn't happen, that's why you're a bit disappointed. And I think that's why we're all sat here a bit a bit um, annoyed by it all. To be honest. Yeah, true. Um, Matt, do you think there's what Raf is saying? There is a, is a hidden agenda bringing Mull off. Um, it, it, you know, Mo definitely wasn't happy with with him with him being brought off. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, and then obviously, does it tie into what Dan's just said about uh, the lack of confidence from Firmino and Mane, and that's why he's uh, stuck with him? Uh, <laughs> I, I can't, I can't fathom uh, or understand the, the Mo substitution. To be honest, um, and I can't really explain it other, any any other way. And that I'm not going to try and pretend like. I, I've got inside info as to why. Um, yeah, it just doesn't make sense to me. Uh, the only one that semi made sense to me, and it's, it's getting a bit of criticism, is Milner coming on. Um, I know he's not creative, but he's a fighter, and we were losing the midfield battle. So I sort of get him trying to bring in Milner on to maybe add some bite and try and win that battle. Um, but um, no, I'm just but, sorry. I was like. Being taken over by Steve's comment, because uh, Steve, good evening, mate. Thanks for joining us. Um, he's put apparently it was because Klopp asked him to track back and he jogged back. If his attitude isn't there, they don't blame Klopp. End of the day, doesn't matter who it was, they weren't good enough. Yeah, yeah. it's it, again, yeah, it's, it's a double edged sword. Yeah, yeah, no, I, again, Steve's got a really good point there, and that's a, you, you probably do that with everything, really, wouldn't you? If that if that is the case of the attitude, you would, you would, um, you would bring them off, but. At the end of the day, Mo's probably thinking, look, if I track back, what am I going to do? I'm not protecting the lead at the minute. I'm, we're 1-0 down. I know what's the worst that could happen. You know what I mean? I, I'm, my job is to fucking score goals. So why are you bringing me off? Because in the blink of an eye, I can fucking change the game like I have done for you. So I do get it and then I don't get it at the same time. But it's, it, it's, oh, I just, <laughs> I just want to cry. It's it's so fucking deflating it because of how well we've done over the last, the last few years. But boys, there's a comment that's just, uh, that came in earlier. And where is it? It's by uh, Victor. Um, and he said, Klopp is clearly bereft of ideas to turn things around. The tactics he put on every game is poor. His sub is woeful, which obviously we've covered. He should take the blame for this team imploding. It's not an issue of injury. Um, does anybody um, want to volunteer and take this one? Because I'm going to hide behind the comment because I'm a bit like, I'm not that with my popcorn. So the young lads want to take it. So Matthew, yeah. you take it away and then Tim will come to you on that. I don't agree with the comment entirely um, because crack on, mate. Mate, apart from the subs, I mean, I'll give him the subs. Um, but the tactics, we've had, we've had a clear shift uh, in formation. We've got we've switched to a three-five-two, and yeah, it was Sheffield. But when we beat Sheffield, everyone was like, "Oh, look, look, he's changed it. It works so well. Look at the team working together. And everyone's loving it." And even today, during during the first half until Chelsea scored, we, we were chatting in the group chat. We're like, look, 
liking the new formation, liking how it links up, liking how everyone's playing. Um, so I don't think the tactics are poor. I think the players just aren't playing well because if Mane goes and scores that goal, we're 1-0 up and, and we're having a completely different conversation. So it's not as much the tactics as the poor form. And then the team imploding. How in the hell is it not an issue of injury? <laughs> You're missing so many players. The, the best defender in the world, his partner, well, his two partners, your captain, just loads of players throughout a season. And is any other team going to deal with this? No. So it, the guy that's won us a Champions League and a Premier League is not the one to blame for the team imploding. It's him missing half his squad. Tim? Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd echo what Matt says. I don't. I don't really think you can look at Klopp Klopp, and Lich- <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Tim. Sorry, mate. Carry on. I, that's, that's all right. I, I just genuinely don't think you can look at Klopp and actually think, "Oh, well, it's his fault." Like at the end of the day, he went out, and, and Liverpool have gone out and, and strengthened the squad that won a Premier League and won a Champions League over the course of summer. They brought in, as Jay right, rightfully puts it, a cherry on the top midfielder to change the way Liverpool can score so that they're not one-dimensional and so that they develop. And for the first half of the season, and remember at Christmas, we were top of the table. That's when we still had the majority of players in play. You know, we were still missing the likes of Van Dijk and Joe Gomez, but Matip was in the squad and we were still able to play the majority of our midfield in midfield. So if you can look at Klopp and say, all right, well, it's his fault for this and his fault for that, you're just trying to make excuses for for what is the main... Everyone, the difference between an excuse and a reason is the reason involves kind of like a sense of reality to it and there's a sense of, you know, that's actually a viable um, kind of what well, reason as to why something is occurring, you know? And he... Uh, it's, it is what... It is what it is. It is what no, it is. It is what it is. But twenty, 20 minutes, minutes. We got you. Oh. About three episodes <laughs> in twenty minutes. But at the end of the day, it's you can't look at any other thing apart from injury. You're missing the best defender in the world. One of the best up up and coming English defenders alongside him. You're missing the best CDM playing in his position. You're missing your captain and one of the best central midfielders and one of the most effective central midfielders on the pitch. And all of a sudden, you're going to look to Klopp and say, well, listen, you are the reason that this team isn't functioning anymore. It's just not realistic. Judge Klopp on when he is has a full squad available to him. I am still of a belief that if if this Liverpool team was a full health for the majority of the season or for the whole for the totality of the season so far, we would still be ahead of Man City. I think that we would still be looking at a point total close to seventy around that. So yeah. I I just don't believe in in judging Klopp. It's it's like judging Klopp in his first year when he didn't have his the team he really wanted and the players of, of the quality he really wanted on the side and going well why isn't he winning the Premier League and the Champions League? So it it, it doesn't make any sense to turn to Klopp. His substitutions were questionable tonight. There's no doubt about it. I would like to have seen him stick to the same formation and setup that we played against Sheffield United. We saw spurts of it, and it was when we were playing better against Chelsea. But we did revert back to that 4-3-3, and Chelsea kind of picked us apart when we did. So, yeah, yes, no. blame Klopp for the tactics this evening, blame him for the substitutions. But if you're going to look at Klopp at, at a whole after half a season of, of missing the majority of his squad, then, you know, you need to look at yourself in the mirror. Before we move yeah. on... 
add one thing as well. I'm not sure if you're going to say it, Jay, but we've had another comment here. Um, we talk about the defensive problems that we're not scoring, but the comments like that kind of annoy me because it's what other fans throw at us, but not having Van Dijk, Matip and Gomez, it affects the rest of the squad. It, it, it's, it's how we play. There's other players having a cover for them. The, the wing-backs aren't flying up as much because they know that they haven't got the big man covering them. It affects well, the midfield. It affects the midfield, then affects the front line. It, it's not yeah. as simple as take out Van Dijk and everyone else should play exactly the same. It's yeah. he's a, Him and Gomez are a big part of the way we play and it affects everything else. It, you, you're spot on, mate. And I've, I've, said, that, I've said that for weeks. The, this team is like a house of cards. Not because it's fucking... Weak because house cards weak. You take away one card and the house card, the whole thing crumbles. You're taking away your two centre halves, then you, you, your wing backs can't go as forward as much because they know, well, I've not got my two reliable defenders, I've got to fucking stay back. You take out your two best centre midfielders and you put them at centre half, we're losing that midfield. It's It's been evident for fucking weeks that we've been overrunning midfield. And why is that? Because Hendo and Fabino aren't there. So then you're not getting that impetus. So winning the ball back high up the pitch for a quick turnaround for the front three and that's where they're struggling as well let's not take let's not get too fucking rose tinted at the end of the day the, the front three aren't performing the way they should be they should be the, the chances that they are getting they're not putting away let's be fucking crystal clear on that but Matt's absolutely spot on it's a domino effect you take away that stability of the one of the best centre-back pairings in the world you are going to fucking struggle add to the fact that your goalkeeper has been in and out as well it's just so many fucking things that we've got to think about but on the flip side to it, the way the rest of the fucking league's playing, we're still fucking good enough to finish fourth and there's some fucking shit performances that are going on and we really do need to fucking think about something to turn it around. And Mick, go on, you've got to say something, mate. Sorry. <sighs> no, I was just going to, I was just going to completely agree. Like, it, it's, it's so prevalent that everything is so vital to what we do. It's so structured that you take anything out of it, then it it's it like you said, Jay, it falls apart. Like that is that that is why the front three aren't playing the same because they haven't got that stability stability in behind them to go and go full throttle. They could, they've got a there's kind of like an afterthought that like oh I, I want I need to get me my ass on my fucking bike and go go back towards my own goal. So it's it is frustrating at times but yeah, we just we just need to fucking reset and fucking and, and go again. That's all we can do. Like we're playing, that's the first time we've lost five league games in a row in our history at, at home. Anyway, but we've got a good enough, especially with Fabinho was back tonight. He was good again tonight. Hotter came in and looked really good. Cater didn't even come on. Who I imagine he'll start starting a, a few more games now that he's back. There's thirty, like like Tim said, there's thirty three more points to play for, and we're more than good enough to get. As long as we get that top four this season, I don't give a fuck. As long as we scrape it last game of the season by one point or a fucking goal difference or whatever, we just need to make sure we're in in there. Then the summer comes and we'll um, we'll see Mbappe twenty twenty one. So it'd be sound. <laughs> fucking hell! <laughs> right, let's just do let's, let's do a, a quick flash because the comments have been fucking brilliant tonight, and I really appreciate every single one of them. So let's do a bit of a flash. Um, and we'll go around the table. Uh, Tim, very quickly, Kite left on the bench. The game's crying out for him. Ten seconds. Go on, cover that one. Couldn't agree more. We needed a goal in the 80th minute. That's one of the, for me, as questionable as the Salah substitution. You need a goal. You bring on Cater. He's an attacking midfielder. He's called against Chelsea before. Bring him on. Damn it. Good lad. Love <laughs> it. Well done, mate. Um, uh, Mick, go on. You can have this one. Someone on Twitter said Klopp should be sacked. 
five Four seconds, off. you're not even going to need that. So fuck off, there you go. Like that, wicked. Uh, Tarek, that, Tarek, that wasn't a fuck off at you, mate. That was a fuck off at the Twitter comments. Yeah, so, yeah, Tarek, yeah. it wasn't to you, mate. It was just if someone's saying yeah. that. Was that was a comment, absolutely. Uh, Matt, let's come to you with Gabs. We've just gone stale. We put Agri, our two best midfielders at centre half a game. City shit the bed when Laporte got injured. Absolutely fucking true. They still have a fucking great squad and they still failed. Uh, we lost both our centre backs, maybe the tweak our formation a little bit. Uh, yeah, again, Matt, to be fair, you covered that before, mate, with, with what you said, so we'll give you another one. Uh, when you talk about our defensive problems, they're playing well without Virgil van Dijk and the rest, but the major problem here is scoring. Uh, yeah, Matt, 10 seconds, go for it. Haven't we covered that? <laughs> to be fair, yeah, we have. We've, we've covered that one. Let's let Give me this one. Off. Give me that one. Uh, all right, let's do that one then. Yeah, I like that one, Matthew. Go on, you can have you can have 20 seconds on this one. Go on, so thanks for that, Stu, Mike, Matt. Is Klopp a big enough lure for the top players this summer without Champions League football? Matthew, go. Yeah, isn't he back-to-back manager of the year or something like that? Uh, so, yeah, he's a massive lure. It's Jürgen Klopp. You know the way they play. And either way, any football player with two brain cells will know that Liverpool will be right back to where they were next season when they've got their whole squad back together. So, who wouldn't want to play for Jürgen Klopp and bring Liverpool back from this shocking season? Okay, yeah. Um, Mick, let's just stay on this one for a minute. You agree with that? Still, even if we don't get top four, is he still the law for for big players like your Mbappe's and your Haaland's? I don't know. Yeah, it's going to be difficult with no Champions League to offer someone. I mean, we're kind of at the stage where we need to keep the the CL in and around the club. (laughs) Fuck off. Quote by MM. I swear to Christ, if I could fucking just reach through there and strangle you. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know where that's came from. I never used to do that. I I do blame Matt for this, so I'm just. I have, I've never left. <laughs> you are in your thirties. You are not allowed. You're over thirty. You can't do it. These two can get away with it. You can. Yeah. I just like annoying Matt. I could see you as human, but uh, no, we need to. We need to. We need to maintain. Champions League football to to get the likes of the Haaland's and Mbappe's who like last year they would have been looking at us going what a team that I'd be to play for I'd score fucking hundreds win all every fucking title that is to be won and we just need to yeah at least get Champions League footy this year and then next season once we get all the big fellas back then we can fucking absolutely go for it okay uh, Tim let's just stay on this one mate for you can you is there anything that you could add to that not really. I think that um, players might reconsider or wait another year because I think that they will, you know. Um... <laughs> this quality we got, Quebec and that Phillips on the yeah. <laughs> Centre back partnerships. Yeah. Tim, Tim, just take your ass off. Take your ass off for a minute. I know you're, I know nah, you're a shit. I can't. You can, I know you're a shit, come on. So there you go, we've got Nat Phillips Ooh. and we've got Kabak, I love it. <laughs> Fucking brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> Super <laughs> right, there's another There's another really good comment that's come through um, besides uh, Adam and Gav both agreeing that uh, Matt uh, does look like Kabak, which I absolutely love. I'm not going to play the song, so don't worry. Um, where is that comment gone? Here we go, so Blade Runner's coming with an interesting one. Um, which we could be here for another hour now talking about this. I blame FSG, to be honest. Why are we buying two no-name defenders when we have defensive issues and trying to defend the league? Um, who would like to take this one on? I think I'm quite well known. Thank you very fucking much. 
Fucking hell, brilliant. Right Why then, the fuck so... are they taking the fence on when they got me at the back, fuck's sake? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, well, I'd like to I'd like Blade Runner to come back in and set and answer who would who would be who would we sign instead in, in the current climate with fucking no one having no funds and whatever else. Who would we who would we have possibly signed? And it's not just it's not just the funds, it's it's the fact that who are you gonna sign? That's going to accept the fact, knowing that when Van Dyke and Gomez are fit, they're going to eat bench for the rest of their contract. Exactly, exactly. Oh, eat bench, love that. That's where I can see all that. No, I love that. I love eat bench, bench, motherfucker. Love that. Um, well, if uh, if Blade Runner is still in the comments, mate, uh, you know it's it. it, it I see where he's coming from. I'm gonna, I'm gonna play devil's advocate on this one. Um, everyone knows my stance on FSG. You know, I'm a, a, I do, I do like what they've done for the club, given where we were ten years ago. Because um, I wasn't, I wasn't in nappies in the in the Roy Hodgson era. I was a fucking grown ass man who was getting pissed because his football team was shit. So I do remember it. Um, so I am very grateful for what they've done, the way they've built the club up without you know, just stunking money everywhere. Um, but. I do think we've fallen asleep a little bit because we've known since September, October that we needed another centre-half. And I think we were always going to buy another centre-half to be Van Dyke's permanent partner this summer anyway. I think that just goes out the window now, regardless of what's happened and whether we get uh, top four anyway. But it is, I do think they were a little bit slow in jumping on that because we didn't get these injuries at Christmas waiting for the January transfer window to open. We had them months in advance, so we could have done deals Month and months in advance and gone. Do you know what? First of January, second of January, boom, we get people over the line. But we didn't. We waited until the end, and that was a little bit disappointing because still so many games were played in January. You could have embedded the likes of Kabak. I'd like to say Ben Davies, but fuck me, he hasn't been seen. And God knows what the fucks have gone on there. I've no idea. So I just I don't know. Um, I, and what Gav's just said there. If you sign Koulibaly, Gomez does eat bench, but Koulibaly was never coming in January. Never in a fucking million years yeah, will we sign, sign him in January. I, I, I completely disagree with that. I think Gomez is probably better than Koulibaly is, to be honest with you. I prefer him. Oh, I think Koulibaly reminds me of Bacano. I think he's terrible on the ball. He's a really good physical athlete, but outside of that, he's not the best football player on the planet, and he's he's not really a club defender. I'd much prefer Gomez. He's, he's really quite rapid. I honestly, on, think, I honestly think Gomez is Blade so... Wait, oh, Blade Runner's back. Sorry, mate. Let's just, let's just have the respect to... Uh, <laughs> fucking... I'm, I'm going to read Gav's comment as well. Uh, so let's, let's focus on Blade Runner for a minute. My opinion, Gomez needs to be replaced. He's class, but he's way too injury prone. Very good point. Uh, Mick, what's up? Uh, people like to defend Nefesi because they got us out of struggle. That doesn't mean we are in their debt forever. Absolutely, mate. I'll, I'll just take the second bit there, Tim, while I'm talking, then you can crack on with the top bit. I agree with that. Um, Matt, can I just swap you for a minute, pal? I do yeah. apologise. Thanks, babe. Just come downstairs <laughs> for me. You, 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 your dad's upstairs at the minute. Um, it's Roseanne, by the way. <laughs> um, you, you've got a very good point about the FSG. I, you, like I said, mate, I you know I love FSG for what they've done in the past 10 years. I'm not going to repeat myself, um, but I, I do agree with you. We're not in their debt forever at the end of the day because you've got to move on. You've got to keep building. You've got to keep growing, especially if they see this as a long-term thing for them as well. So I do agree with you on that one, mate. But obviously, let's just shove over to Tim. So let's just take what Blade Runner said there with uh, the Gomez thing because obviously it, tie, it ties into what Gav's just said as well, Tim, about if you're sniffing glue. <laughs> if I'm sniffing them. Well, I mean, 
Listen, I again, I've watched Koulibaly against Liverpool a couple of times. He's played for Napoli, and I haven't been impressed. No, I'm not sniffing glue. Um, what, what? Yeah, that is why I was injured tonight. I was off my head in the change room. <laughs> but I mean, listen, if Koulibaly was that good, Napoli would have broke. You know, you know. Well, that's a very good yeah, point. Ex yeah, exactly. And leave him on the deck when we when we qualified. Uh, the season when we won the Champions League. Yeah. When it that's another good point. Very hit and miss. Well, that's, that's, that's the end of the day. Koulibaly looks great because he plays in Italy. You know? <laughs> like, fucking Steve Williamson's with a belter of a fucking comment there. Steve Willow, smashing the comments there. There's a fucking comment there. There's loads of people that won't know who fucking Krigiakos is. The fucking Greek long-haired beauty bellend. <laughs> but fucking Steve, that's class. Sorry, Matthew. Uh, Tim, carry on. Come on. Well, I mean, I, I li listen. I'm not by any by any stretch of the word saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, I'm, I'm going to defend them a little bit here. Um, there's a lot of teams with a lot of money, and if no one's taking a punt on Koulibaly, there's a reason. You think you think uh, Man City would have brought in Koulibaly? They have the funds to. They brought in a guy from Portugal who is younger and and just as good. Like if Koulibaly was that good, he would have left Napoli years ago. He's not. He's he. What he is is the best player on that team, and he he therefore looks much better than he actually is. And he plays in Italy. The Italian league is appalling. It's appalling. He's a like brilliant you can't player. Judge, you, a brilliant player to sign on an ultimate team, but maybe not. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> maybe not for Liverpool. Interesting. Interesting. I think FSG. No, they need to spend money, so that's why sorting other investors out. Again, it's a very, very good point. But let's just come, just we'll, we'll cover Tomo's point in a minute. But Blade Runner's back in. Uh, fair enough, might not, might not be, might be no one at the moment to buy, but we seem, but we seem to a team that only buys from profit. City have bought Diaz and he's unstoppable any day. We need to buy a world class to stay top. Yeah, I, you know, I, I you know, I agree that I me. Mean, you got to buy the best players to stay top, but. Again, we've got a different model, haven't we, to City boys, where they can just throw fifty million at a centre back, and if it doesn't work out, we'll just buy another one. And that's we we don't work like that. Go on, Matt. Sorry. Buy. We have to buy world class to stay top. We won the Premier League with Gomez and Van Dijk. What the fuck are people on about? They're both injured. Like we just won the Premier League. They're both gone. They're both we like, when we're top of the league by twenty points. We weren't complaining about Gomez and Van Dijk. And they're both injured now. All of a sudden, Gomez isn't good enough. The fuck is injured? It's it, it comes back to this again, where you you you're thinking that oh, they're both injured. We're gonna sign fucking Koulibaly, Upa Meccano, and then for six months, Gomez and Van Dijk are gonna come back. And then they're gonna go on the bench, and then we can afford to have them on the bench. It doesn't happen in the real world like that. You've got to you've got to sign these no namers to kind of get you through a shitty period up until you can get your big fellas back. And like like Matt said, we, we had these fellas and we didn't expect all of them to be missing, uh, those two including Matt as well. Okay, Mick, Mick, yeah. you just you just jogged my memory a little bit. So between us now, can, can, and obviously everybody in the comments as well because my memory's shot at the minute. Name City centre-backs. Let's, let's do it now, quickly. So oh, Diaz. North, Diaz. Stones. 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 I suppose you can argue Kyle Walker can play at centre back. Is Austin Mendy still yeah. there? 
No, he's no. gone. He's and then you've got you've got Fernandinho who plays the Fabinho role. Yeah, right. and so, then you don't. So right. We just named up. We've just, we've just named all the all City centre backs. Name me the, the world class ones. Diaz and Laporte. But Diaz, okay. I'd, I'd say Stones has probably made that step this year. Stones has 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 been brilliant. Yeah, he absolutely has. Stones, and, you know, fair, fair play to him. But this is what I'm saying. So people looking at the city situation, they've got world class centre halves in Diaz and Laporte to stay at centre half, the same way we have Van Dijk and maybe somebody else, right? But on their bench, they haven't got world class centre backs. The same way we won't have world class centre backs, because like Mick said. World-class centre-backs will not sit on the bench. Yeah. So let's not think that City have four world-class centre-backs because they fucking don't. Because that was proved last season when they lost Laporte and they didn't win the fucking league. Yeah. And they still have all that fucking amazing talent behind them. So let's not think... Oh, there you go. So, uh, uh, so uh, Diaz, Laporte, Stone. There. Yeah, so you, you're going to look at Diaz and Laporte as being world-class, wouldn't you? If, yeah. Yeah? So they haven't got four world-class players. He maybe, obviously, Tim's right, Stones has made that leap, but you wouldn't say he's on the fucking level of Van Dijk or Laporte or, you know, Sergio Ramos, would you? <laughs> Excuse me. Just, <laughs> you know, 2018 getting stuck in me thing there as well. No, he's a great player at the end of the day. But that that's what I'm saying. But Gav's just said, but their backups are, are maybe stronger. And it's absolutely true. And that's what we need, don't we? just need those strong uh, people on the bench. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't... I, I, I go Matip is, is stronger than their backups. He's just injury prone. I'm not sure if it's a case of them having stronger backups, so they're just having more reliable backups. Um, okay, this season's just to be forgotten, isn't it? It is. But oh, there's what Mick, go on. You're going to no, carry I've on the point on this. Go on. I've just got a question for you, boys. Right. So I'm just looking at Joe Gomez now. Right. He's 24 in May. If you got an offer in the summer for Joe Gomez to leave, would you accept an offer? There's no fucking chance in a million years I would. Why? Why would I, I you? Wouldn't. The guy is pace, immensely he's talented. He's, he's immensely talented, and yes, he's injury prone, but he's twenty-four. Exactly. Like it doesn't make any sense for a guy that you know can win a Premier League and win a Champions League alongside Van Dyke to just go. Oh yeah, we're going to sell him. It doesn't make any sense. Why would you let a guy like that go? He's How the future. He's he's the guy. When Van Dyke leaves, you want him to step into that role. Surely. Yeah. So bringing in bringing in a guy like Koulibaly who's 30, yeah. why would you do it? Why? No sense. How, how are we having this conversation? <laughs> I don't know. The reason why we're having this conversation, Matthew, is because the comments are interacting and these viewers are helping us. We're not I'm, talking shit. I'm trying to make a point that I think Joe Gomez is severely fucking underrated. Like, yeah, honestly, he's massive. Like, I can't. Un Sometimes it baffles me how underrated he is because even when we've got like Verge was out for a couple of games before Gomez got injured, he was fucking terrific and he stepped up to the plate and he showed what he's made of. Albeit he is injury prone, but he's, he's not even 24 yet. He's 24 in May. He's got time on his side. If he can sort out his body and can kind of fucking somehow get on the field more often. <laughs> yeah. Like he's the same age, he's the same age as Nat Phillips. Put that into context there, right there. Put it in your fucking pipe and smoke it. That's that's what what what's on. <laughs> yeah. Joe Gomez is fucking amazing for me. I absolutely love him. And he's the he is the long term of Liverpool for for me. He's got he can be here as long as he as he wants to be, as long as he fucking sorts himself out. If he doesn't do that, if we've got if we get if we say we get 
three, four years down the line and he's still getting injured all the time, fair enough, fucking cut your losses and then get someone who's going to come in and change it up a little bit. But for now, for me, he's fucking, him and Van Dyke get on like a house on fire, the big mates off the field. That only helps us on the field. So it's fucking, it's ridiculous to be honest. The issue is Ruben Diaz (laughs) and he's smashed it. Ruben Diaz is, is, is quality. And having a partnership of Diaz and Van Dyke, and we just don't concede a goal ever. <laughs> um, but just well, because Diaz is world class, doesn't mean that Gomez is shit. <laughs> no, absolutely, it doesn't. And like, like um, Matt, Matt, you, you know, you, Matt, you've just made a really good point there. No one was saying this about Gomez in you know eighteen nineteen when we went on to finish second by a point and win the Champions League. No one was saying it. Last season, you know, it was the best centre back partnership in the in the league. So, it, again, it's it's all about the current mindset and where you are right now. And where we are right now is a fucking shit place as a, as as a fan base because our football team are playing shit right now. They absolutely are. But we know the better, and things can only get better. Like D Ream said in the nineties, didn't they, Mick? You remember, you know what I mean? So, I encourage everybody to start listening to that song a bit more. I'll listen you two up there. I will fucking send you what song it is. Yeah, just because you probably don't know what it is. I'll send it to you, yeah. Um, but it can't get any fucking worse than it's already been. But, boys, just let's just have, you know, because we're putting on to 43 minutes now and the fucking comments have been brilliant tonight. It's been a really good show. I just want one little final statement from each one of you to try and just sum up how you're feeling and also keep try and keep it positive as much as you can. Uh, who wants to go first? Matt. Matt, come on then. <laughs> All right, uh... The, the, the loss is obviously deflating, um, but we know where what this team can do. Having, <laughs> funnily enough, having this conversation about our two injured centre backs has made me quite uh, quite excited for next season when they're not injured. So I just want this season over with, and I'm looking forward to to winning the league next season. <laughs> I love it, Tim. Yeah, I'd probably echo that. To be honest, it just makes you miss kind of Van Dijk and Gomez, that little bit extra, especially seeing the ball played over the top. You miss having their pace. They're absolutely electric. Um, but, yeah, that's that's the one thing I'll put it. It just makes you excited for next season. You know, we can, we, we can hang with a team like Chelsea who are in full form and with a full squad with, with almost a minimum injury list. And, you know, they, they come to Anfield where we've been absolutely appalling and they, you know, only beat us 1-0, where a team that is in form with a full squad playing against a double team as depleted as we are should be absolutely thrashing us. So let's take a positive away that it wasn't some sort of hiding and, you know, that we stuck in that game for a full 90 minutes. So it's it's not all negative. No. Mick? Yeah. I agree. Like we've just got we've just got we've just got to fight tooth and nail for this. Yeah. Go on Nath, go for it. I'll take the heart off. It is what it is what it is. It is what it is. You will always fucking flying in the comments well into the lad. Nice one for that. Um, yeah, what's the point there? Still should be able to find that killer pass going forward. Though. Can't completely put it down to Spencer. Yeah. You know, absolutely true. It's true, and that that is that is it. And it comes back to what we've just been saying. Like you're missing your fucking two main fellas at the back. We rely on them so much, and it's yeah, it is the Klopp system, and it is Klopp's fault technically because we do rely on them that much. But when you lose them. It's it's fucking huge, and I mean, like like Tom always just said as well, roll on fans back into the stadium because 
that's not even been touched on. We keep saying, like, and keeps keeps get saying now, um, Liverpool have got loads of injuries, but we're also we also rely on the fans more than any other team in the fucking division. So once we get big fellas back, fans back in the, into the stadium, then we'll be fucking flying. So we just need to get top four and and and, and roll over to next season as as best as we can. <laughs> Go on, Matt. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to round this off on positivity, Matt. Go on, fucking hell. I was yeah, going to say mine. On, on, yeah, you can answer this one, Jay. On this, on this one, could we put it down to solely defence? Has the front three be as clean, has been been in the past as clinical as we're making them out, or have they missed the same chances? But we've just had a solid defence that's bailed them out and given them more and more chances. Oh, it's a good point, mate. And to be fair, we could probably answer that in a, in a podcast of its own. Why don't we fucking do that on it on its own show? We we should, we, we could analyse that. We'll do a bit of research behind that, mate, because it probably is, probably because you're looking at like a a, a balancing act where the defence has gone shit. So now we're all the focus is on the the front three, you know. And then if we're not scoring, we go well, we're not conceding as well because the defence has been fucking brilliant. That's the best way I can describe it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're probably right, Matt. There probably has been a thing where they have probably missed as many chances but also as well there's a lot of times where they put the ball in the, in the back of the net anyway and still miss loads of chances so they yeah. were not creating chances and, and Mick said it before our first shot on target on the 85th minute to be fair answers that entire yeah. fucking question so it does answer it all mate but what you, I'm going to do now Jen, you are you are I was just going to say I think we usually create probably double the amount but we miss the same amount but we usually score a bit more so it's like yeah, there's been there's been drops off everywhere at the end of the day, and it goes back to what we said, didn't we? Uh, I think it was in December we said it on a show, didn't we? The fact that this team has gone full pelt for fucking years, and we this was expected at some point. We didn't expect it to be as bad as it what it has been. You know, COVID with the break. Tomo said it in the comments earlier. You know, these had a the, the lads had a break from March all the way up until t- towards the end of the summer. Then it was full pelt then. And it hasn't stopped being full pent because the whole season has to be crammed so we can get back online with normal circumstances. So there's so many things that are going wrong uh, at the minute and we are just falling fucking foul of it all. But do you know what, boys? I'm just going to do a champ manager all 102. I'm going to go on holiday, let all the fixtures play at the bottom and then return from holiday and then I'm going to see a, a nice load of little wins. That's how I'm going to do. I'm not going to look at the league table now until the final day of the fucking season because... Let's just fucking crack on, yeah. And like I said, D Ream, but boys, that has been fucking brilliant. We're coming up to 50 minutes there. I normally, obviously, we go through everybody's name in the comments, but I'm not going to do that because there's a fucking shitload of them. We appreciate every fucking one of you. I'm glad we could read out comments from everybody tonight, which was absolutely amazing. Um, my thanks to Mick as always, and you know, thanks to the centre back pairing of uh, Nat Phillips and Ozan Kabak. Thanks for joining us again, boys. We really, really appreciate it. And listen, everybody out there, just it, it's fucking shit. Like Tim always says, it is what it is, right? But we'll deal with it. We move on. There's another game. Let's just fucking go win number seven. Let's go to Istanbul and pick up number seven. Okay, let's just do it the hard way. Screw it. Sports Social Podcast Network.